What's the most important resource that you have? If you really thought about this deeply, I think you'd come to the same conclusion that Joey and I did. It's time. In our newest book, What's Without Wall Street, The Three Steps to Financial Freedom Through Passive Income, we talk about how are we tracking that time? Well, what is the thing that we can do to get more of that time back? That's right. If you've ever been listening to our podcast and thought, man, it would be amazing if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today. Russ, I couldn't have planned it any better. We get to interview the travel guy, Eli Pacenda, on today's show. And I am in sunny Florida on the beach with my family. Man, it just could be any better. Yeah, remind me again. Remind me again that you're on the beach and I'm sitting here just <laughs> working, just working so hard. Tribe, this is what it's like in my life. Just You guys are like, why do you always beat up on Joey? This is it, man. This is one of those reasons. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. This is a, a really fun interview. If you're wondering why we covered this topic today, it's because it is one of the ways that we can travel and enjoy life using the dollars we're already spending, but using them wiser. Eli's going to break down for us ways that we can maximize our points earnings, how we can actually then redeem those points much different than I thought. I thought the only way you redeem points is that, you know, if you were with Chase or with Southwest or whoever it was, you went to their site and you, and you just did everything there. And it's like, no, that's probably the worst way to do it. So if that's the way you've been uh, redeeming any sort of credit card points up until this point, if anything else, this episode is going to show you ways to 4X and maybe even 10X that through the benefits, because that's his third point. We're going to talk to him right now as we talk about how do we minimize monthly expenses by maximizing our travel and our living opportunity on our path to becoming financially free. Let's jump in right now with Eli Facetta. Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast, your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray. Wealth without Wall Street Tribe, get ready to travel in a way you've never done before. Welcome my friend, Eli Facenda. Eli, so glad to have you, man. Joey, thank you for having me. Russ, great to be here. Yeah, well, it's it's good that we get the travel guy on the podcast to help us finally get more use out of the points that we've all been accumulating and not knowing what to do. So is there something I can do other than buying Spotify gift cards with the points that I collect? That's what I, that's my biggest question for you today. <laughs> there's there's a couple things. I, I, I could think of one or two ideas. Uh, one of them being, you could probably take a shower and never first class at 35,000 feet while flying to Dubai, but you know, Spotify gift cards are cool too. So, you know, your call on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, the, the real question is how do you get to be called the travel guy? Like that's a, a pretty cool moniker. Where did all this originate from? Yeah. So I've been in the travel industry for nine years now, and I've built up, uh, another company where basically it's an international sports travel company through that is kind of the, the essence and the genesis of how I learned all this point stuff. And then I just got, I got obsessed with the stuff and there's kind of a whole little backstory, but you know, I've been to 42 different countries. Um, some of them, you know, five, 10 times in, in Europe, particularly. And I just started 
getting obsessed with travel. And I found a way to be able to create the travel lifestyle that I wanted, you know, really through my twenties and it kind of just stuck. And I was like, you know what, this is like a little bit of a Bill Nye, the science guy type vibe, but a little bit less annoying and still sticky enough. So I was like, we're, we're going to go with it. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's how the name came to be. Right. Well, there there had to be some sort of light bulb moment for you. Where did that uh, talk to us about that time? And, and how did you go? This is my thing. Yeah. So, I mean, in, anyone that's gotten into points and miles or really anything that's a, a big life changer, we have those those moments, right? And for me, this was just the biggest like, aha, I'm obsessed type moment. And and it was actually when I was 24 years old. So at this point, I'm two years out of college. All my friends had gone to Wall Street. They're making like 150K a year, pretty much a year or two out of school. I went more of the entrepreneurial path. And I was they're just still just stealing money from people. That's what they're just, doing. just taking money. That's over it. And I was I was out there, you know, working four jobs. I'm building this tour company. So I'm not making much. I'm making like 30 to 35K a year. And the moment was I'm walking down the jetway onto this flight and I'm flying to London. And I remember kind of just being like super nervous because I was about to hand my boarding pass to the flight attendant. And I was flying on this business class ticket that I paid five dollars and sixty cents for that everyone else in the flight had paid $7,000 for, right? So I used 60,000 points and paid $5 and 60 cents. And I remember being like, I hope they let me on the plane because this feels like I just did something illegal. Like this is too good to be true. I remember getting on the plane, I sit down, flight attendant comes over, they're like, sir, would you like some champagne? And I felt like just so out of place, like all these, you know, affluent high net worth people are around me. And I'm just sitting there like, I do not belong here. I'm going to a hostel as soon as we land. That is $10 a night. Everyone else is going to St. Regis. But I don't care. I found my way on this flight and I was just like lit up. And so uh, even on that flight, I just got, you know, I got the Wi-Fi and I was like researching like credit card points and I was just reading for hours and hours. And so there was no intention of starting a business or a brand around this. It was just, I had a desire to travel and I really wanted to create a lifestyle that, that served me. And at the time that meant building a business where I wasn't going to make as much money. So I had to find another way and points was the best way to be the most resourceful with my options. And so that was how I got obsessed became, you know, a hobby and then really turned into a whole obsession, passion, side hustle, and then a brand. And now we have a full team. Man, that's, that's super inspiring to hear that you can pull something like that off. And I, but I, there's so many questions. I think Russ kind of hit the nail on the head is that we we're good at accumulating these points, but not very efficiently. They're all over the place. We don't know how to use them. We just kind of blindly uh, follow the path of, well, if I got them on a chase card, I call chase and I redeem the points. And like, is there other ways? It sounds like there's some more strategery, as Russ would say, uh, that we need to consider. And so I'm glad to have you on the show today. If you can break down today, like what we could walk through, what are the three main things that we need to focus on as it relates to points? Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll lay out the three main buckets and then we can kind of dive into to each one as we see fit. And you know, with you guys, we've already done some of the initial steps in this where we did this card plan and we audited what, you know, you guys are spending on it, started to revamp some of the cards for you. So we can, we can use those examples too, but the three main buckets are pretty simple, right? You want to maximize your points earnings. So that means get the right cards on the right expenses. So you're earning the most points in the right points. Okay. That's step one. Step two is going to be to maximize your point redemptions. So that means every time you go to travel, every time you go to use those points, are you getting the best possible value? Step three is going to be to maximize those travel perks and benefits. That means, are you getting top status? You know, I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona right now. I'm staying at the W Hotel. I just got upgraded to uh, a higher category room. I got free breakfast. I got early check-in. I got late checkout. I got more points per dollar spent because of the status I have. So those are some of those things that can come as easy benefits from having the right cards in place. And so those are really the three big things you want to focus on. Are you getting the right and most amount of points? 
Are you getting the best value out of them? And then are you getting those perks and benefits to upgrade your entire travel experience? And I think that, you know, just for the dummies like me, I won't speak for Joey. He's way smarter than I am because right now he's standing in front of a window that's looking over the beach and I'm standing in front of a window that's looking over a pond. So clearly he and I are in different uh, categories today. I'm assuming he used his points better than I did, but I, I don't like, I think I hear what you're saying. I'm saying this guy was 24 years old flying business class to Europe on 30 K a year. Like, don't you have to, in order to accumulate points, don't you have to have money that you make that then you spend on lots of crap? <laughs> you know, like that's the way I think. And I, I look down at my points and I don't really, yeah, there's, uh, there's lots of them. As Joey said, they're disorganized. But how do I actually maximize my point earnings? I don't quite understand even what that means. Mm -hmm. Did you break it down for a level yeah. that even I could understand? Absolutely. So yes, yeah, so first bucket, maximize your point earnings. There's different ways to do this for everybody. And so when I was, you know, 23, 24, I was spending like 1500 bucks a month. And so it's like, how are you going to get these? Well, there's there's ways to do that through sign up bonuses. And that was the easiest way at that point was, okay, if I get really strategic and understand my credit report, there's ways I can get different bonuses and just get tons of, so I was getting hundreds of thousands, almost a million points a year, even at that age, when I was only spending like 1500 to 2000 a month, because I was really strategic with how I'd get these card bonuses, right? So I'd be getting a lot of points and then I would use them really well. So they would go much further than the average person. But for you guys, right? Like you guys are spending a decent amount. So for you, what increasing your points earning means is are you getting the right cards in the right categories of spending to get the highest return? So I'll give you an example, right? So after looking at your guys' situation for your groceries and dining category, Right. You were using the Southwest card. I think it was the Capital One Spark card. Okay. So those are, those are decent. Those are okay. They're actually less valuable than other cards out there. And they're also not necessarily the best points type program for you. So, uh, Russ, for you, you were earning Southwest miles. Okay. Which, so, by the way, I don't even like that's a stupid card I got like 10 years ago. I would not fly Southwest on a bet. And I have friends that are Southwest pilots. I love you guys. Uh, but I just can't sit in those seats nor wait in those lines. So yeah, a great example of having something that you don't want, but go ahead. Sorry. Dude, Southwest yeah, well, hey, cool, Russ. Come on. I mean, that, no, you know, yeah. no fault of your own 10 years ago. <laughs> well, the thing is like what happens for most people is they just pick up a card and like, well, this is an airline. Cool. I'll just grab it and start spending. They don't really think about it. And because we don't, we don't ever stop and like, look at the numbers on this. It's just something you do every day passively. And you don't, you don't put intention into it, but because you do it every day and you're already doing it, if you do just make a few tweaks and you can make a huge difference long-term, it, it is kind of that passive income mentality where it's like small effort here, it creates a big difference long-term. So anyways, with your points, right? If you have Southwest points, you can only fly Southwest. This is part of where getting the right points comes in. But if you had gotten Chase points or Amex points, what you can do with those is you can book any airline or hotel in the world, right? Through the, through the travel portal. But the most important thing is you can actually convert those points into airline or hotel partnerships. Now, this is where things get a little bit uh, into the weeds a little but this is like the big arbitrage opportunity because the way the banks charge with their points and the way the airlines and hotels do has a huge discrepancy. And I'll, and I'll give you some examples, but for your guys' cards, that's why when we started to do your plan, we want to say, okay, instead of using the Capital One Spark or using the Southwest card, let's get you the Amex Gold on those grocery and dining expenses. Because what that card does is it's going to earn you four points for every dollar that you spend on those categories instead of the Southwest card that earns one. So not only do we have a card that earns points that are more valuable because it can do more things, but we also just earn 400% more points every time you go to eat. So that's a small tweak that just made a massive difference. If you look over the next year, two years, three years, four years, five years, the kind of travel opportunities that will open up is 
going to be ridiculous for you. So, and that was one, one card on one type of expense. If you have business, you're spending a lot more on a lot of different things. And that same methodology would apply to these different categories of spend. Super cool. Okay. So just identifying what you're spending or using that card to spend on can identify an opportunity to, in this case, quadruple the amount of points that you're able to accumulate. Yes. Quadruple. And then the key is four, four Amex points is way more valuable than the four Southwest points because okay, the South I don't know what that South. So yeah, so, with South, so this kind of actually gets into step two, which is maximize your point redemptions, right? So I'll give you an example, right? Let's say on that Emirates flight that I took last year, I was telling you guys about that before. It's a $14,500 ticket, one way per person from in first class from New York to Dubai. Now it's a ridiculous experience. I would never pay cash for that. You know, you get Dom Perignon, you get caviar, you get an epic lounge before, you get a shower in the in sky, you get a bar in the back. It's like a whole thing. It's a bucket lister. So it's $14,500 one way per person. There's three ways that I could book this flight. I could either pay 14,500 cash. I could go to Amex travel, right? You were saying you call up Chase Travel or you call the, the bank and you go through the travel portal. So this is what most people do wrong. This is like the big thing if they're using points right now. They're typically gonna go to the, the bank's travel site and they're gonna get one cent per point. Okay, so when you call the bank, they're basically what's called an online travel agency and they're just booking that thing, giving you a fixed value on your points. So that'd be 1.45 million points to book like that, which is a lot. I don't care who you are, that's a lot of points. But if you convert them the way I did, so I took my Amex points, I went into their thing that says convert points. I sent them to my Emirates account. I booked that ticket. It was 136,000 points. And then I paid $527. So option A, $14,500 in cash. Option B, 1.45 million points. Option, option C was 136,000 points. So that's what's possible when you have what we call these transferable points. So that's a point program like Amex or Chase or City or Capital One. Those are really the four banks. But if I had Southwest miles only, I couldn't convert them to Emirates because they don't have a partnership and there's no bank program. So this is kind of, again, those, that little bit layer of nuance, but this is what's possible when you earn the right points and you start to amplify how many of them you earn. But just consider um, how many fun stops you would have had across the you know, Atlantic Ocean, you know, stopping at every island on your Southwest to pick up five more travelers on your nonstop flight that has four different stops, right? I mean, you, yeah, you missed well, out. Yeah, it would have been great. I, I could have been, uh, I could have been middle seat between two linebackers too. I mean, I missed out on that as well. So <laughs> that's, ex that's exactly right. Cause you forgot to check in early and you're in C 48. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't get that though, man. How, how is it that you could transfer 136,000 points, which, you know, like you see these options where you can sign up for a credit card to get like 50,000 points. So I set up for like three credit cards. I just got a $14,500 flight. That's wild. Like, how did you figure that out, man? Yeah. So, so this was the whole piece of that, those years of research that, that I, that I really studied this thing for, cause it was just fun for me. And I was like, wow, I can do this. And it doesn't have to be Emirates first class. You know, when I was in my early mid twenties, I had no desire or interest in even doing that. It was like, this was about practicality. It was like, I want to get more trips. I was flying an economy for a lot of those. And it was just like, I want, you know, instead of getting one flight, I want to get four for the same amount of points, because that means I can go to a bachelor party and a wedding and, and a friend's trip and stuff like that. As you get into the game, you have more points doing more business first class becomes a lot more easier to justify. But again, the, the way that it works is there's the arbitrage between the banks and the airline pricing program. So the banks price based off of the revenue of the ticket. So again, if it goes up, the number of points goes up. If it goes down, the number of points goes down. The airlines have their own pricing mechanism. 
So it's based on what we call an award chart. So like if you fly from the East Coast to Dubai, it's either going to be like this price or this price if it's off peak or on peak, basically. So that's where the discrepancy exists. And this is kind of like how, you know, understanding these kind of loopholes and strategies on your own is kind of like if you were going to go look up the tax code and try and figure out ways to save money on your taxes. It's like there's CPAs for that. They know this stuff. They know if you put your expenses here, move things around, you can do this, you can write this off, you can do some cost segregation studies, stuff that I don't even understand. And all of a sudden, boom, you just made $50,000 back. It's like, what the heck? It's kind of the same thing with the point side where it's like, oh, Amex points can convert from here to here. And on this airline, it makes sense to fly on this range at this peak date. There's a lot of nuance to it. So what I'm trying to do is paint the picture of how this all works. And then we can talk about how to simplify it. But that's, again, the possibility of what happens. And it, it can be, again, for flights, hotels, first class uh, economy, domestic, international. It's really anything that you're going to be doing with commercial flying and, and major hotel brands. If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system? Stallion, that's why we created the Passive Income Operating System, bro. It shows you how to turn active income into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to wealthwhitewallstreet.com forward slash P-I-O-S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying, pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared though for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30 second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. Well, I'll try it. If you're wondering why did we have Eli come on one, because we just wanted to figure this out for ourselves. So, I mean, if, if you're not interested, we go to the next podcast. But like, I was just thinking, it, it, is financial freedom not about location freedom? Is it not about the ability to travel and to enjoy things? But also one of the key ingredients in the financial freedom formula is reducing our monthly expenses. Well, if travel and staying in places is part of our expense budget that we have, and we can reduce that number by, by not reducing our stays, right? Like not staying at places that I stay, but staying at places like Joey's staying, right? Like I want to stay in like these high class places, but I want to spend very little. Like this is so important to me, I think. I think this is the connection here. So let's talk about, because I've seen your your process. Like you you let us kind of see behind the curtain, right? And you, the the wizard, if you will, like pulling all these things and all these transfers. And it's a spaghetti sandwich for, for guys like me. But there's a process, there's a method behind the madness that helps us truly maximize the points benefits. So this is really what I guess your third point was. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so the, the third piece is, okay, so are we getting you stats? Are we getting you upgrades? Are you getting the things where, you know, this is the maximizing your travel perks and benefits side? Are you getting all those benefits where when you go to the airport, you're getting a lounge, right? You're getting priority boarding, you're getting free bags, you're getting upgrades at the hotels, you're getting free breakfast, you're getting free Uber rides. Like all of these things just make your travel experience way more seamless. And the goal is for me, for, for anyone that's traveling, like we all have kind of bucket list things we want to do. These are obvious kind of dream experiences and, and these kind of uh, point strategies can unlock those. But what you can also do is just make your, your kind of normal routine travel much more easy, much more comfortable, much more luxurious. So you actually enjoy the entire process rather than feeling like going through the airport and the hotel check-in, all that stuff's a hassle, right? So so that's all available through getting the right cards. And like for you guys, we're, we're getting you status at a couple different brands so that when you are staying in hotels, you start to get upgrades, you start to get those perks. And that's just kind of putting that 
again, passive income mentality into motion because you're already staying at the hotel, you're already spending money. So if we align the right cards on those hotel stays and, and we get you the right status, then when you stay, you start to get all these benefits that you get anyway. So, so it's pretty easy to do, but, but really the kind of key is with those three steps is you want to simplify it and systemize it because for anyone listening to this, like if you're spending 50 hours a week, trying to sort through this and figure it out and track everything I'm saying and do it on your own, it's just going to be a lot of your time. And, and similarly, like if you were trying to figure out how to reduce your tax bill and you start reading up, reading the IRS code, it'd be like, what are you doing? So that is why, you know, we have what we have and there's other people out there that do this stuff. There's even tools and things like that that are starting to come out online that can help. But that's the idea is, is you want to get these benefits and you want to be able to do it in a way that is simple and, and efficient with your time too. I'm a big believer that that time is the most valuable resource that we all have. And, you know, that's probably the kind of one of the core drivers for you guys is so you can build a life that you get to enjoy your, how you spend your time more. And the same would apply here. So that's the overall, overall philosophy. Man, I, I'm telling you, my, my brain is just continually spinning as you're talking through this, because first of all, this has been a mystery. You know, it's just been one of those things in the background that, you know, you know that there's something you're missing. <laughs> it's kind of like what you just mentioned with the tax code. Most people are paying way more in taxes than they should be. And they know that that's a problem, but they don't really know what to do. And it sounds like, I mean, if I'm just doing the math, break this down for me. You, you talked about just identifying where you're spending. You have an option to quadruple the amount of points that you created, right? So that right there is already a huge benefit. Then you talked about how you convert them. Like, give me an example of like on average, what someone that comes to work with you, what they're getting today versus what they can do if they really optimize this the way you're talking about. What is the true kind of I don't want to call it ROI necessarily, but you know what I yeah. mean? Like what is the actual opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. So most people that come in, right, they get a car that earns one point per dollar that they spend on, and they're going to something like Amex Travel or Chase Travel. They're getting one cent for each point. So they're generally getting usually between one to 2% back. When we optimize things, we're going to take their spending and we're going to get them on average around two and a half points for every dollar that they spend. So that's that first bucket, maximize your earnings. So two and a half points for every dollar you spend. Then when we go to redeem the points, our average, we, you know, we have a team that does this for clients. Our average over the last year, actually it was the last six months, we redeemed 50 million points for our clients. We got on average a little over four cents per point. Okay. So normally Amex gives you one cent, we're getting four. Okay. So if you take those two together, 2.5 points per dollar times four cents per point, that means you'd be getting around 10% back. Okay. So now the best like industry average standard would be like a 2% cash back card. Well, if you make a couple tweaks to this stuff, you use it well, you could be getting 10% back. So if you have a business that spends, I don't know, 750,000 a year, that's $75,000 a year worth of travel. Most people would be getting 7,500. So you're looking at basically a 10 X value. And here's the other piece, right? These points, they're not taxable. So if you earn them through business spend, and then you use them for personal trips, like that Dubai trip was a personal trip, you know, this a fun thing I did. It's a personal trip. Normally you would take money out of your business. You'd pay tax on that, right? Cause you take a distribution or whatever it's going to be, depending on your, however you guys know that side better, but you pay tax on that. And then you use the cash to go book the trip. If you use points, you don't have to take that money out of your business and therefore you don't have to pay tax on it too. So there's kind of a, a little bit of a double dip there as well. But 10 X is kind of the, 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 the range that you can get to. And most people are in like one to two. So you're looking at you're looking at a really significant difference right there. And that's going to be every year. So once you set it up once, you have the right systems, it's month after month, year after year. 
75000 versus 7500 and not having to pay tax on it, right? Because for most of us, in order to get $75,000 out of our business, we had to pay ourselves 110000 120000 in order to net the seventy five k, so really, it's the difference between one hundred and twenty thousand and seventy five hundred. I mean, yeah. that's stupid math right there. That trap. This is why Joey that's and I. That's half. Right. That's yeah. a hack right there. Yeah. Well, and that's really what I want to get into. Like, just some practical things. There's some people that are going to want to go to. We have. A, if you're watching it live, you know, Eli's created a site specifically for our tribe here. It's freedomtravelsystems.com forward slash www or Wealth Without Wall Street minus the S part. So freedomtravelsystems.com forward slash www if you're interested in going there. But some of you are going to go there. You're like me and Joey. You're like, man, I want a process. I want somebody who's just going to help me do it. <laughs> you know, he's going to do it for me. But some of us are going to be DIYers that just, you know, I love you engineers and accountants that listen and they're going to try to read all the books and watch all the videos and do all the things that you did. So let's give them a couple of, hacks that they could just go out and do today that could enhance some of the travel uh, points that they could uh, earn and some of the ways that they could redeem it would be one just off the top of your head that you haven't shared yet you know yeah well i would say baseline for groceries and dining just like everyone's gonna eat amex gold is the best card for that so i'm just like personal spend amex gold this is a go-to top of pretty much anyone's wallet that we work with or our team or myself so that's just one that everyone should have amex gold Huge fan of it. So that's number one. Number two, if you're someone who's like, okay, I don't spend a ton, but I want to get some status, I want to get the hotel benefits. And there's different ways to do this, right? Some will require a combination of, of different stays and spending to get there. Some you can get there from spend alone. Some you can get there only from staying. It's a combination. But there's one single card out of the major programs that gets you top status just from having the card across all the brands. And this would be the Hilton Aspire card. And I highly, I would highly suggest this one. If you're someone who's like, give me the highest ROI card in terms of benefits, that third bucket, benefits and experiences, right? Those person benefits, just from having it, where I don't have to spend a ton, I don't have to stay a ton. The Hilton Aspire will get you diamond status. So you're gonna get suite upgrades, you're gonna get more free nights, you're gonna get free breakfast, you're gonna get early check-in, late checkout, higher speed Wi-Fi, all that stuff. Super easy strategy right there, just for your beginner. I'll throw one more out there for someone that's maybe not as high of a spender. This was one of my favorite strategies that I used early on, there's a card called the American Airlines Aviator Red Card by Barclays Bank. Your first purchase, and when you pay the $95 annual fee, gets you 60,000 points. So what is 60,000 points? That's a one-way ticket to Europe in business class where it's around $5,000. So when I was 24, I got this card, I went to 7-Eleven, I bought a Slurpee, I paid my $95 annual fee, and I was flying economy then, but I got a round trip flight to Europe and I was like, you're telling me I get this card and I get to go to Paris next week? I was like, hell yeah. Let's go. So that's that's a low-hanging fruit. Like, if you just want a fun bonus, you could get that card. Now, the more cards you add, you definitely want to make sure you you know how your credit score works. We don't have time to get into all that today. But when we build this out for clients or when we're doing this, that's a huge factor. It's like, make sure that your credit score stays really strong and, and actually should grow by doing some of these things over time. Because if not, if you're getting into real estate or doing other things, like, you, you can't have your credit messed up from doing this. So before you go open a bunch of new cards, like, make sure you understand the order, the way the credit, the banks pull from different credit bureaus, stuff like that. But um, those are a couple easy tips and there's there's tons of small other kind of wins we could talk about, but those are a few low hanging fruit opportunities. I love that, so, man. I just, I'm pissed that I, I didn't know you when I was getting my first uh, Carnival Cruise Line card when I was in college. I got a free t-shirt <laughs> and uh, I got, you know, 
$2,000 worth of drinks and other, other things on it in a, in a really short window of time. And yeah, I got to pay interest at 24% for the next year and a half. That, that was, that's what I got. I mean, you know, like we're not comparing apples to apples here, but that's, that's what I got. All right. Well, I, I mentioned this freedom travel systems.com www forward slash www. What is on the other side of that? Like, what is it that someone's going to learn or be able to get if they follow that? Because I'm, you know, obviously we we've hired you guys to do a full audit for us. You've even talked to us about even being like kind of a, a travel concierge to some degree to help us maximize these points. But what is, I, I haven't even gone to the site, so I don't even know what's on the back end of this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want to think about like, what is your team? What do you guys do? Think of us as a combination between a CPA for your credit cards meets travel advisors meets points geeks. So we're looking at how do we optimize efficiency on that spend, that first category, right? How do we create the travel lifestyle experiences that matter to you? And that's going to, these are all going to interplay, right? Like depending on where you live, if you live in Atlanta and you like to travel overseas four times a year, that's a really different plan than someone that lives in Los Angeles and goes to Mexico every month. Like just completely different ways that you want to earn points, the cards you'd have, all that stuff. So we're having that piece to say, okay, let's design your ideal travel lifestyle. And let's reverse reverse engineer that as we card, as we start to look at the cards to get. So we have that CPA side to, to kind of crush the numbers. We've got the overall travel advising. And so that's going to be what's the best experience, what are the best type of properties, what's your overall kind of travel strategy and philosophy. And then we've got the points geek piece, which is like our concierge. So, you know, clients just message us and say, hey, I want to go here. I want to take my family to Europe. We want a two-week trip. We want to do five-star hotels. We want to do business class flights or whatever. It could just be an economy trip. I live in Austin. You know, it could be Austin, Chicago for conference, that kind of stuff too. So it doesn't really matter, any of those things. And we do all the research and planning and just say, hey, here's how to move your points around. Here's how to get the best deals. So that's that's what we do. We also have levels of service where for the kind of more DIYers, what we do is we just shortcut the entire process. We give you the 80-20 based on your situation and what you need. And then show you how to leverage the tools that are out there so you can do this on your own. And there's a lot of cool like AI and SaaS tools that are coming out. But similar to like ChatGPT, if you don't know how to use it or kind of program it the right way, it's not very effective. But if you do, it becomes very powerful. So we, we teach that stuff as well in, uh, in our mentorship side too. So we have different levels of service. But either way, it's all about optimizing those cards, getting the right points, and upgrading your, your benefits. Well, Eli, uh, one last question before we wrap up. My family is kind of more on the organic side in terms of our, our food choices. Is the Slurpee a re- like a necessity to have to buy with these things? Yeah, it's a requirement. It's a requirement. If you uh, if you can't get the Slurpee, you, they they don't let you board. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm going to have to check on that. Uh, man, hey, Eli, this has been amazing. Tribe, I know that uh, you got value today because if two rednecks from, from Birmingham can learn how to do this, you can too. And uh, my, my hope and my prayer is that you'll be able to travel more, travel more often as a result of what you learned here today. Eli, thank you so much for being on with us today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. And, and just last thing I'll, I'll share on this, like the main message of what I'm about, what the, what the company's about and why I like to share this stuff is really about the goal here is when you're 95 years old and you're sitting on your rocking chair, I think you're going to look back over your life and you remember the peaks, you remember the values. And this whole points thing is really about building bigger peaks. It's about having more meaningful experiences with the people you care about so that when you, you know, get to the end of your life, you have really these moments and experiences of fulfillment. And to me, travel, I've been in the industry for 10 years for that reason. It's the best way to share those memories and experiences and have some really awesome moments to share with people. So that's, that's kind of the core of it. So I hope that uh, gives people some inspiration to, to think about their trips this year and, and into the future too. 
That's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, again, if you want to take action on this, go to freedomtravelsystems.com forward slash www. If you got value today, if you'll please do us a favor, share this with somebody else. There's somebody else who loves to travel that needs to hear this. Pass this along to them. Like, share, and review so that we can beat the big algorithm and continue to get this message out. We'll catch you on the next episode. This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.